Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Solstice. It was written by Sean Little, who is also our game master, and this is episode four. Well, we're going to skip the recap tonight and go forward with uh, without any further delay. So let's begin, or continue, our journey into the darkness. Sean? Thanks, Tom. When last we played... You were in the parking lot and you were encountering Adam Deersworth, to remind you, and two of his associates, his heavies, if you want to call them. He explained to you some of the background regarding his request that you work with him now to recover the stones. And you've all agreed to go into the restaurant, the close the nearby cafe, closest one outside of Kingsland, Georgia, have some lunch and discuss it further outside of the dirty, dusty parking lot or side of the road, whatever. So, I assume you all, what what do you wish to do? You're just a little ways down the road from the closest diner. Well, if we're still in the car, um, as we're getting there, I'm going to suggest that one of us, one of us should sneak outside and pop their tires so that we can go on without them following us. I can do that. I mean, assuming there's nobody else in their car. Do we do we know how that how they've uh, tracked us? Do they I know how they just... know the, where we are? I, I don't the implication know. was that, and I do you do remember I asked you when you registered in the hotel and such. What name do you use? What name do you use at the hospital? You just assume from the way he talked that his connections here and there, they're, they're a big company, Dominion, and they're all their subsidiaries. With their connections, they made some phone calls. They found you. That's that's really all there is to it. I mean, Trent Sterling was able to locate you when you relocated as well. Um, it's it, it, This part of New England, you know, you know the right person. You make a few phone calls. You all know you can track someone down fairly quickly. Not super quick, but these guys were able to. I think we just... Uh stop using our own identities and I mean there's a main highway going this direction but we don't have to use it well that's neither here nor there um, when they park their car do they all go into the diner uh, no this is the no. one of the heavies actually sits up against the you know sort of gets out of the car you, you see them both the two fellas get out and the one guy who's the guy with the keys he sort of just leans his backside against the hood of the car just sits and crosses his arms and watches <laughs> yeah figures okay you i guess i'll do the same okay all right so we go into the diner and uh we all sit down i suppose sure it's daytime Diner's open, not super busy right now. I mean, the economy's not the greatest in this part of the world right now. And they're, uh, well, 
looks clean. They've got the usual pies stacked up in uh, the rotating trolley on the counter. They've got the coffee brewing, the lead paint green enameled appliances, the long skinny stretch of bar, as well as a few tables and booths. So Mr. Deersworth, um, no offense, but we don't trust you. I can completely understand that. I mean, why should it goes a long way, but then again, it can go a very short way as well. You know me from what you know of my father. You don't know me. And I wouldn't trust me either if I was in your situation. Well, you know of them. You've, you know, you've, you've dealt with them through intermediaries. But I'll tell you, the things he was doing went against what I do. And he had this opinion of me that I was a lazy lays about because I wanted to study things. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to enjoy myself in books and libraries. And I was the one that helped him find the things he was looking for. But I'm telling you, I don't like what he and his friends were planning to do with them. Just tell us if you, if, what, what were they planning on doing with them then? Well, I, I started out after school thinking this was all mysticism, mumbo-jumbo kind of stuff. But the more they brought things back from around the world with your friend, Mr. Montgomery, I saw some strange things in that warehouse and other locations where things were sent to me to take a look at. I saw some, not just the glowing lights and the strange noises that you if hear if you walk through that warehouse, but I, I read the accounts and I saw... I saw things I just couldn't explain. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized these things have been seen by others as well. But they planned to use these stones, these three stones as you see fit to uh, collect. They, use the, they wanted to use those three stones to control the country. And you don't have any desire to do that? No, I'm a man of science. I'm a man of education. A lazy about in his eyes, but... I don't, uh, I don't have any desire for power. I just want to, I like collecting these things just to examine them, but I know they're not mine. Well, you, you said destroy them the other day or earlier. Yes. These three things, I believe, are dangerous for anyone to own, to anyone to possess. Nobody should have these. Nobody needs these. Well, do you have any idea where the third one might be? All we know is the gentleman, I'm sure you are knowing of his name now, Mr. Debussy. He worked for us in Northern Ontario, and he absconded with the one last stone that we know of. They called the Power Stone. It had another name, which I cannot remember right now. Well, it's... Mr. Deerwood, how, how do you destroy these? I mean, can you just smash them? They're just rocks, right? Have you tried poking at the ones you got hold of? Not me personally. I don't know if anybody I, else has. I had access to one of them, and I'm telling you, no matter what I used, I couldn't mock it. I couldn't damage it. I didn't want to damage it, but I wanted to see how strength, how strength to try to identify the type of rock or material this was. I wasn't able to do much of anything to it. I have a feeling that when you put all three together, 
something happens, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps you can destroy them at that point. Or perhaps the best thing to do is to take them out to the deepest part of the ocean and drop them in. I don't know. But I'm willing to try. Well, we may be willing to keep you apprised of the situation, but what are you proposing? An alliance? You come with us? No, no way. I'm not. I have an aversion to mosquitoes. I have an aversion to snakes and alligators and all that stuff. And I, as we know, as I know, as you know, Chances are that we're going to have to go outside of the city limits to find this object. And I don't particularly want to go there. But I'm telling you, you have my support. If you're looking for money, I know you've already received some funds from Mr. Montgomery, who is no longer in our employ. But if you're looking for some money or some funds, you need something, you need some contacts, I can certainly assist you in that way. Well, we'll call you if we need you. Here's my card. It's a gold embossed, you know, like a black yeah. business card, the gold lettering, Adam Deersworth, you know, letters, letters, letters. Yeah. No PhD, but letters, letters, letters. Well, perhaps we'll do business, Mr. Deersworth. I do hope so. Now, be aware, of course, there are other people who are looking for these stones as well. If you were to fully apprised of the situation, you know of the the cultists, as they were referred to up north, that were causing some trouble at our mine. Mm -hmm. They come from two locations: Quebec, Ontario, Quebec, Quebec, Canada, outside of Ontario, and Florida. Well, let's say Florida, northern part. They've so, got a church somewhere in the bayou. Any cockroaches in Florida? Oh, I'm sure there are, probably this damn big. Yeah, I don't mean the ones that are that big. I mean it's the ones that are a hundred times that big. Cockroaches? Well, I tend to stay in libraries myself. The Miko. Oh, them. Yes, yes, I, I know of them. I know of them. Um, I would say that you have in your possession the summoning stone, and that's needed to bring those things here. They don't have that. Do you have any idea how these stones work? You, ha you have names for them, so... You must have an idea. Like, what makes it summon? Well, I can tell you what I know. He takes out a napkin, like pulls a couple napkins out of the dispenser and grabs a pen. He says, draws a picture of three stones of slightly, well, I guess it's larger, slightly smaller. One stone is, of course, as you know, the summoning stone. One stone is the control stone, which controls that which you summon. All you have to do is have it in your hands, and you can control the sum the creatures. As that man, the man in Ohio, was doing. And the third stone, 
as we best gather, gives you control over people. It makes you attractive in a way. People listen to you. People obey you. The history is that Mr. Baudelaire out west was using it to control the engines and to take those persons and make them build the temple for him until his wife found out what was going on. He wasn't using the other stones. He was just using this one, and they were bent to his will. Hmm. So that's what you meant by they're trying to take over the country. If they can summon creatures, and they can control them, and they can control, or at least have the uh, affination of the peoples, they can do anything they want. And honestly, that would put me out of business. What is your business? I've taken over Dominion. Oh, I received a ownership just, just yesterday. Uh, when my father died, I became the, I'm the sole heir. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking of taking the, the company in some other directions. I want to maintain what I've been doing, collecting artifacts and assessing them. I've got some buyers here and there around the world, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. Oh. Um, get your. Where, where will we be able to contact you? I've got your card, but this this says New York. Are you going back to New York? You can, if you call Boston. that number, Boston. Yes, if you call that number, there will be someone at the phone all day long. Whether it is my my secretary or security person who's been given ability to answer. You tell me what you need, and I'll find a way to get it to you. All right. It'll take a, take a bit of time because, of course, I want to approve such things, but uh, you let me know, and I'll see what I can do. All right. Shake on it. Shakes your hand. He gets up, hasn't finished anything. Got a coffee, and you know, he might have ordered some a piece of pie or something. Played with it with his fork. He didn't eat anything, and just sort of walked away and wiped his hands on the napkin and folded the napkin neatly, tucked it underneath the plate, and dropped a ten-dollar bill on the table, which more than covered everything everyone owns or everyone owns everyone purchased. And then does he leave? He leaves. Yes. Okay. In the meantime, just uh, while all that's happening, in. Or sorry, John, you're sitting on the edge of the car and the other guy's staring right at you and you're staring at him. You're Are you uh, conversing with him or doing anything during this period of time while they're inside? I'll light a cigarette. <clears throat> Offer him one. And he slowly stands up, walks over. Thank you very much. Eyeing you, keeping his distance, but he takes the cigarette. That's fine. I guess we're both doing the same thing, so... <laughs> it's a job. How's yours pay? Pay's good. Bit of travel. Don't get home often on weekends, but uh, like I said, the pay's good. And if uh, if it's a slow time of the year, I got uh, I got enough to carry me over. You, how's your work doing? Whatever it is oh, you do. <laughs> oh, it's doing just fine. 
Where are you guys headed? That's a good question. Don't know. You? Following you guys. I guess we're probably <laughs> heading back at some point. Well, I appreciate your honesty. That's no, pretty. Seems pretty straightforward that you, you could guess that's what we're up to. He kind of kicks the dirt and looks around, sort of moseys a little bit back towards his car, looking around. Doesn't seem, he's pretty nonchalant about it. He's not like watching you like a hawk now. He's mm -hmm. dialed it back a bit. Yeah, what kind of car does he drive? Or do they drive, I should say? Same kind of big black sedan that mm -hmm. the father drove, but it's not as shiny. It's not as tidy. It's got dust all over it, a few scratches here and there. And you can tell by looking at it, it's had some dings and the dings have been mm, half-ass repaired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They haven't replaced a fender. They've, you know, used a ball peen hammer and some something soft to bang it from the inside, straighten mm. it out a bit. Yeah, it's, it's a... Same, same car. All right. Well, I think this guy would probably whoop my ass in a fight. So I'm just going to stay out here, smoke cigarettes, make small talk. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to uh, try any bullshit with him right now. All right. Easy enough. Do you want to do a spot hidden for the hell of it? Yeah, sure. Ooh, um, that's past 63 is a normal success. Under the collar of his shirt. <laughs> As he turns and looks up at something, you make out tattoo something under his under his shirt collar there. Hmm. It's uh, dark blue, like a handmade, homemade tattoo. Doesn't remind me of anything or anything I've seen before, though, right? No, I mean it's prison kind of thing you'd see on a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna lean against my car over here. Well, not my car, but. <laughs> Dr. Sure. Brody's car, is it? I don't even know whose car it is. I assume. Yep. And you've still got the trailer, I assume, all of you with the, the balloon. Oh, yeah. Do you? Shit. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're not hmm. making better time. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere without... Uh, that balloon could be a great way to dispose of those stones, right? Mom, cool. Sure. All right, enough. He doesn't okay. discuss anything else. He just sort of wanders and meanders until Earsworth comes out with uh, the other fellow who never said a word, all of you, during the entire uh, discussion. He just sat. He got a piece of pie as well. And after a few minutes while Deersworth was rambling on, he scarfed down the whole, the whole piece of pie in like four bites, drank, chugged a whole cup of coffee, and then he went back to strong arm watching you. I want pie too. Sounds good. All right. Is uh, John coming back in for pie? Um, no, I'm going to stay by the car just in case. Because I well, don't they know come if out. they're going to. All right. Well, if those guys can drive down the road, turn around, come back, slash the tires on our car or something, you know, I don't know. I have no well, idea what we're going inside either. Pats you on the shoulder. Just so you know, he pats you on the shoulder. He's walking by. If you're, you're thinking about that, that yeah, as you're as he walks by, pats you on the shoulder, not hard, and you know, our extended arm. He doesn't get too close to you, and uh, he says, "Good work," and uh, says, "You should probably get yourself a coffee." 
And then he walks back, they get in the car, and they casually turn back the way they came, and off they go. Well, off they've gone. So, Percy, are you okay? What? You seem a little uh, out of it there, Percy. Um, uh, sorry, I was I was just miles away. I was just thinking. Um, lot, lots to think about, obviously. So, um, we can see out the window, right? So we can see the car. The car is left. Uh, the entrance way was where you parked. So through the the windows of the door, you can see the vehicle turning around and going. You okay. you can't see a drive off, but you know that he turned around and went oh. in that direction. So it's like a cafe that doesn't have windows all the way around it. No, the windows are on, say the oh, okay, north, south, east, west. We east face the windows are east facing, facing the whole. They're sort of parallel to the road, and the entry entrance way is on the north, facing the direction you came up the highway. It's just. You can see the car drove off. You just can't see it all the way. Well, so, it then John, John will go in and get a cup of coffee and a piece of pie. All right. So when you get in there, it's like, so this Deersworth kid, Adam Deersworth, he claims that the pieces can't be destroyed. I mean, we could try, um, but I'm thinking if they can't be destroyed, why don't we disguise them? We could go to a foundry and have them poured into the middle of anvils and then just give the anvils to some smithies around the world. People have anvils that are 200 years old. They'd never know that they were even in the middle of them. Drop them in the middle of a lake or the ocean. I don't yeah, like you drop them idea. off that balloon of yours, right? Well, you just drop them off the pier. If anybody goes down there and finds them, they're going to find a bunch of anvils. They're not going to find what they're looking for. I don't know. It seems it's I, I first of all, I don't trust this guy at all. Of course, I don't know why anybody. But what, what, what's the deal with this guy anyway? What happened in here? Are we working for him now or something? No. He he might think we are. I let him to believe that. I shook his hand. I took his card. I just throw this in the trash. It's like. He thinks, I, I think that he murdered his dad. I think I saw him murder his dad, or at least I was there when he did it. I think he's in league with those bugs because they were there too when he was there. I think that he's... Well, I, I don't know about bugs, but I, I know for a fact that his, his father held him in particularly low regard. Which, you know, sounds like he's acknowledging that at least. Whether or not he killed his, he killed his pop. Well, he's got the whole company now, so. Sean, can I uh, do a sleight of hand to try to get that card out of the wastebasket? Sure. Why? Well, I haven't thrown it away yet, but it's sitting on the table. <laughs> you can have it. Oh, okay. We'll just slip it off the table. Oh. Uh, sure. Yeah, I rolled a 10. You got it. <laughs> Yoink. Yoink I, is the word. I think that it seems more likely that Deersworth Sr. was probably just collecting curiosities and was curious about how they work. And that his son, who claims to be educated, 
maybe knows more about it and was attempting to use them for nefarious purposes. I don't know. It doesn't make none of it makes any sense. He's not even he doesn't even want to go there and find it himself. But I think that if they're following us, I doubt I don't think seriously that he's gone back anywhere. He's watching from the sidelines. We're going into danger and he is letting us go into the danger for him. So what is he pick the rocks off of us like vultures? Yeah, he wants them, right? He wants them. I think that we should try to smash them. Yeah, we shouldn't give them to him anyway. Fuck that guy. Yeah, maybe uh, let, let me look at one of them next time we stop. Well, we're stopped I right now. I shove well, my pie less, in my face. Uh, either more, either more less public place. or we're, we're putting down for the night or something like that. I think uh, you know, right. some privacy. If, Where are we if, going anyway, Dr. Brody? Well, we're heading uh, into Tallahassee. Um, I don't know. We're going to try and see if we can find... Uh, this Clayton Debussy, see if he opened up a practice anywhere down here. But it sure seems to me that if there's any record of that, that they would have already found it. Junior said something about a, a church down in Florida. A group, a group that's at least looking for it, but. Yeah, religious cultists. You know, a, a religious cult sounds like uh, sounds like the kind of thing that would pop up around a particularly charismatic individual. Well, that's what originally happened. This uh, this fellow in California found these three pieces and started his own church, and uh, uh, but his his wife undid him. His wife killed him and took the pieces and then split them up. And that's why they're in three different parts of the world now. Um, I don't like the idea of bringing them together because you bring them together. I do believe that somebody wants to rule the world. Although I don't know if they could do a better job than Calvin Coolidge. Why not? <laughs> I mean, who wants all that responsibility? Yay, I get to rule the world. Yay, I get to do all the paperwork. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point you'd uh you know, you'd you divvy out some of the workload. So it turns into a job. Yay, I did all this crazy shit, now I get a job. Or I have to do management. Shit. people management. Mm. Hey. People have done worse for jobs. Mm. But you know, if if uh, if history has a a way of repeating itself, then maybe this power mumbo jumbo rock thing maybe has started up another cult. I'm sure it maybe, would. If, maybe if, we need another uh, another disgruntled wife. If it uh, if it imparts charisma on the person who's got it, then maybe we just need to look for some crazy wild new cult that's. Uh, religious cult that's popped up yeah probably probably it'll be pseudo-christian you know it'll pretend to be christian but it'll be something else 
yeah, with like snake dance and whatever. Oh, that kind of junk. Well, I think in I mean, her, like that 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 voodoo shit. I I think in her original, uh, Amelia's original notes, uh, it said that her husband was involved in some sort of sexual orgies. So, I suppose if you're a hedonist and you get a hold of that thing, then you have sex with everybody that you can because they obey you. Well, I know, uh, I know Parsi looks fetching in a dress. Maybe we could set him up as the wife and, uh, you know. We might all get violated in this one. I would prefer not, you know, going on a, going on a road trip without telling the wife I'm probably in enough trouble as it is. She's going to be furious. Quite possibly. How do you think she'll react to you having converted to Hinduism while you were away? That's going to upset her greatly, surely. What are you talking about? I'm I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to offend you. I I hope I haven't spoken out of turn. Hindu. Hindu. You're wearing a turban. I'm not wearing it. This is a. You see, you've seen the dent in the back of my head. You're welcome, by the way. I'm I'm really very confused as to what's going on here. I I feel like I may have missed out on something. Is that Mick talking, or is that your character talk? That's my character talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't mistake my my confusion for the confusion of my character. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> because I was going to agree with you. <laughs> yes, I haven't got a clue what I'm saying either. Listen, all I can think of is let's get get into Tallahassee. Let's uh, let's find that let's doctor you're looking for. Do some research, see if we can find the doctor. Uh, see if we can find some crazy weird cult that's cropped up. Um, that's, you know, everybody's saying, oh, he's got so much charisma. That might give us a good clue as to where the thing is. And I'm not buying the whole thing. These can't be destroyed. We can sure try. Anybody got a sledgehammer? You know, if they can't be destroyed, can, uh, if they can't the, be destroyed, uh, there's no harm in trying. If you want, I could put the stone somewhere safe for you. Where, where is safe? Locked away in a vault. Locked away in what a vault. vault. These things might have a way to find these things. They seem to find them. To drop them in a volcano if we could find an active volcano. Want to go to Hawaii? It's not a state yet, but it will be someday. <laughs> Did I misunderstand something? This cult or church thing? I thought he was referring to that was out west with the old the person that held He said it. there were two of them. One was out west and the other one is. He said one yep. in Quebec and one in Florida. Oh, oh. I missed mm-hmm. that. Okay. He said there's, there's the same cultists he was saying that they exist in Florida and in Quebec. Which what explains time? why some of the ones that showed up at the Dominion mine site were French-speaking persons. Remember, there were some French-speaking persons that came to work at the mine, and then they were actually the ones that were involved with um, That's the right. office. The weird ones that, 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 that nobody... No, you don't. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. The weird ones that nobody would talk to, or they were... Uh... They were very strange. 
now now doc let's not be talking about weird ones here yeah <laughs> all right are uh, you guys done you get in the car yeah let's go i still yeah, think, I think they're I'm, gonna follow us but i uh, think i'm all right yeah did, i'm sorry uh, i couldn't do anything about that car that big guy was out there the whole time by the way turn around did he did he put anything on your shoulder when he uh patched you on the shoulder track tra- tra- gps but <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, I mean, these guys <laughs> use magic, so maybe they put some sort of tracking device on your shoulder. What do you mean these guys use magic? They summon monsters from outer space. They they use Jesus Christ. Take off my jacket. See if there's anything on it now. Right, no, right. Yeah, yeah. Crap monsters. Yeah. Not even a kick me sign. There's nothing. It's just nothing. All right. Fuck. It's... Don't do that to me. This is an expensive jacket. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Who's driving? Somebody else drive. I don't want to drive. I suck at driving. I'm going to sit in the back seat and look oh, at I can, I can kind of. Oh, no, this is not my character. This is my character. Not uh, Percy. Yeah, I, I suck <laughs> at driving. Jimmy's always volunteering to drive vehicles. If this, uh, uh, if this nosebleed subsides... Not, then I can drive. Actually, right thing. now, you, you say that, Stanley, but you're with your nosebleed and a little bit of headache that you've got, you sort of think to yourself, you don't remember how to drive. So it's kind of like you're like, it, all of a sudden it overwhelms you that like the ability, huh? the clutches, and it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. Jimmy, yeah, it's surely like, over it's the like riding a bike. It's fine. That's fine. If you need me to drive, I could I could probably do it. And I'll just let Jimmy drive. I didn't think I was allowed to drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was years ago. Surely you learned how to drive. It was a year and a half ago. <laughs> um, I'll drive. Whatever. Give me the keys, I drive. Yo. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have two ways, really. There's, other than using back roads, there are two ways to get to Tallahassee, Florida. One cuts through uh, the northern part of Georgia. Uh, general, I mean, there's lots of ways to go, but other than back roads, there's head down, like you can scoot around Jacksonville and just go cross country west, or you can do some kind of wigwaggy ways according to the maps through like St. George, Jasper, some places in you know Georgia and Florida. He, he knows we're going to Tallahassee, so we might as well just go to Tallahassee. It's about a three, well, probably with your vehicle, it's probably about a five-hour drive, and it's, I think we said it was like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something. Oh, like still five hours. Um, I can do it in four. That's right, you're a fast driver. Um, I think that I'm going to get as much cash as I can on the way so that I don't ever have to pay for anything with, uh, with any other means but cash. That way he can't trace it. Have credit cards back then? I'm sure they had some sort of credit card, didn't they? I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think the first one was 19 Diners Club or whatever, wasn't it? Like 1965. Oh. They might have. They might. They might have a checkbook, maybe. Well, then we're not going to use our names. Easy. I'm Doctor um, Brody Owen. <laughs> Daniel Percy. Yeah. 
but I will be Jimmy Marsden, Marsden Jimmy. They'll never figure that out. All right, let's get to a hotel. All right. It's a long drive. Um, you've been driving a little ways, but you've had a bit of a break. So you're doing okay. Are you going to switch it up? Anybody for the five hours? Anybody else going to take over for a bit? We'll, we'll take turns. Okay. Weather is pretty good um, for this time of year. You have no, no rain. It's not super hot. You have the windows open. Well, it's not like you have air conditioning or anything. It's a nice drive. You people dozing off. You don't notice anybody behind you. You don't, you don't see anybody trailing you, anything like that. You're actually quite surprised that it is just a straight, other than stopping for gas and food or whatever you do on the way. Five hours, no issues. You hit the, the city limits of Tallahassee, Florida. Well, at least the sign saying coming up on the city limits of Tallahassee, Florida. You have a map. I mean, you have a road map. I'm sure you picked one up on the way. Uh, it does have a few little dots on it where you believe it to be hotels and or restaurants. So there's there's lots. What do you want to do? Well, we got to get a hotel, want? right? Yeah, we'll find a hotel. Um, let's see if we can have a sledgehammer and just try to smash this thing. What do you think? Well, let me, let me look at them first, then I'll tell you if... Uh... You should be wearing goggles while you take a sledgehammer to this thing. All right. Uh, so we get rooms under fake names. You find a motel. They don't. They just. They the first motel that's off the road a little bit that you find. Whoever you go in, they just say sign here. Yeah. My son Stephen Hawking. Um. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll get the artifacts out and lay them on the bed. I'm standing next to the door with my semi-automatic. Sure. How many rooms you get, by the way, just offhand? Um, three. 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 Okay. okay. Um, now they give you two side by side, one off. Couple. Okay. Done. It's a motor hotel. You don't keep park you walk in the right. door you're in the place all right um i'd i'd, I'd like to um, clean my rifle please which, which is not a euphemism I'm, I'm, i actually want to clean my rifle <laughs> okay <laughs> it's been a while you need to clean your rifle got it yes Honestly, i was just cleaning it and it just went off in my hand so they're in that suitcase they're wrapped up you can take a look. Yep. There they are. You, the, the, the two objects are laid out. There's two boxes, Stanley, that uh, they fit into perfectly. And the two objects, doop, doop, right in front of you. They look like jadeite. They've got that kind of hue to them. And there's a, a metallic part to them on the bottom that uh, it almost seems like you can't see a transition as noted between the metal and the stone. Uh, there's some markings on it and some they're star shapes. shaped right yeah so star, the yeah, star shape uh the metal bits looks like copper okay but it's not entirely you know so it um well i'm on i'm on the fence whether or not i want to roll uh geology mechanical repair or engineering 
Well, it depends what you want to do with it. You could, yeah. you could do two different things with those. I think the most I think the most pertinent for um, facilitating the destruction of these items uh, would be geology to identify the materials and figure out the best way to break them down. Do you have any kind of geology toolkit with you, or any? No, it's not saying you would need not a yeah know. not a toolkit. Like um, you you yourself don't know like you, what your character would need. But. You could do a basic Mohs test if you had to yeah. find some things around the room. Yep, you grab Percy's glasses or somebody's thick glasses, and you decide I can use this as a magnifying glass, and then you uh you you search huh, around. I've already got my Coke bottle glasses. Oh, there you go. You got your coke. You have your coke bottle glasses, but use other ones to kind of, you know, even magnify it more. You're examining the transition between the metal and the the stone, and um, yeah, it's like you said. It's, it's like you look close. It's not like they're two pieces that are together. It's like it's like one. It's almost like the metal is growing into the stone. Like it's part of, but not. It's it's not like two pieces slapped together. You look at the stone itself and you try to identify the type. It's not it. It looks like jadeite, but then sometimes it looks like soapstone, but it's not soft by any means. You can't scratch it with your fingernail. Um, you take out your pocket uh, knife. Does anyone have a, anyone got a high, high carbon steel knife? Um, no. Got a really oh, good there, knife on him. Uh, there is a, uh, probably a glass in the room, in the bathroom. Um, but if you wanted to use glass as a hardness test. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, bring that in. We'll that would be a Mose, see if I can... what is it, a Mose 10? Mm -hmm. Diamond can scratch a Mose 9? Yep. Well, you, you, you wrap the towel up in a towel, smack the towel to break it, and you take a shard, and you, you can't scratch it. Okay. This, uh, this rock is... This rock's really, really hard. I mean, you look at it this way, it looks like, you know, looks like soapstone. But so it's at least corundum or diamond or? Could be. Um, if, it's, if it's diamond, it's got a funky, yeah. funky amount of mineral impurity to it. If it's diamond, we should be able to shatter it really easily. Exactly. Like uh, you guys, you guys take your sledgehammers to it. Um, definitely wrap it in a cloth first, or, or wear wear glasses or something. You don't want to be getting hit with shards of this. Like I guess if it, it breaks. Probably... If Junior I... was telling the truth, then. I'm thinking that it's an alien artifact. It's from some other place. Which so means it might be. It then? Well, like I said, what if we what if we took it to a foundry, we got a mold that they make anvils out of, and we stuck the thing in the middle of that, made an anvil. Nobody would ever know that this thing was inside of an anvil. I have to say, I... I uh... I, I rather like your idea. It's, it seems quite sensible. Great. Do you know anybody with a foundry? I'm sure there's foundries around. If there's an anvil salesman, find out where. <laughs> so you're going to buy three custom-made anvils? 
Yeah. Well, that might be the problem there is actually trying to explain to them what we're doing. Yeah. There is a metallurgical department at the Miskatonic U. So you were able to. That's all the way back in Boston. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Screw that. Uh, We could put it in a big tank, just a a barrel full of sand. Or, or, Or cement. Yeah, or cement and drop it in the ocean. Ah, we got we got ways of getting rid of this shit. All right. So right. then, what's the next move? Because I want to get some sleep pretty soon. It's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, is that right? No, five yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, well, the we've afternoon. had a five hour oh, five hour long drive. <laughs> the sun, the sun's still up there, John. I think That's we should. Time. I think we should take five hours. <laughs> But there, there's a little restaurant across the way. It's like a you know, truck stoppy kind of restaurant. Not quite a diner, but you know, there's truck drivers and trucks outside, and it's on a main highway. Yeah, might as well get a bite to eat. Nope, easy enough. Well, right, do you think uh, do you think these magic rocks will help us find the other magic rock? I have no idea if they retract one another. I don't think we, using those have... things is a very good idea. If we have no feasible use for these things, but we all agree we don't want Junior getting his hands on them, we should probably take care of at least one now and then one later in the trip. Well, it's getting late. It's five o'clock. There's probably nothing open now. We can do some research in the morning. Um, The more space we put between them is a good thing as well. True. Drop one in the Atlantic and one in the Pacific. Yes, this is a good idea. And the third in the Indian Ocean. There you go. That's a That'll little be bit great. of a trip. Gulf and Gulf of Mexico. Well, Dean's I, a pilot, I've always, right? I'm, I'm told it's very healthful going on cruises. Hey, if I bring the wife on a nice vacation, she'll forgive me for, the, for all this crap I'm pulling. Maybe you well, could take her to see maybe. India. I'm, to, I'm, maybe. I'm told it's a beautiful country. It might help her to come to terms with things. I am I am completely beat, and I am not hungry. So if you guys want to go across the street, I'll stay here. Uh, I'm going to get some Z's. You know, Percy, just you wait until you fall down the stairs while saving everybody's lives, and uh, we'll see how you fare. Ah. Well, I'm you sure you'll look fetching in a dress and a turban. You wait until you are 480 years old. Look as good you will not. I'm not living till I'm 480. No, the rate I'm going, I won't make it to uh, 65. All right. So you're going to, those who are going to Bloody eat. Bloody children. <laughs> eat. Um, those who are going to not eat not eat. You can sleep. You can rest. Um, there's, there's In the hotel room, there's the usual hotel amenities for a motel. Not the cleanest, tidiest place in the world. Brand new phone book. Um, there's a telephone that reaches the front desk. But it, it, um, if you want to make a phone call, there's actually an external phone in the, uh, the lobby. That's what one of the signs says. 
and they say out by 11 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning rather here uh, parking is free and it says a little remember remember to tip your maid little sign all right I think what we need is Dr. Brody to look up this other doctor guy, right? He's got the the medical info and all that. Kind of do that at the uh, at the library tomorrow. Okay, cool. So just then I'm going to just chill in the hotel for the night. Maybe. Just, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I was uh, just on the off chance that we're like that lucky. Uh, I'll look at the phone directory, which I assume the phone booth has. And looked up the doctor's name. Maybe he's still living local. What name are you looking up? The uh, Debussy. Oh, um, you look up Debussy. There's only one Debussy in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, and it's an M Debussy. Okay. You can look up Clayton too. Yeah, right. That's what I, you just said there's just the one Debussy, though, right? Right. Yeah, so his M, original, M. Debussy. But his original last M. name Debussy. is Clayton. No. That was his first name, I thought, wasn't it? It was his first name, Clayton Debussy. Right, but that's the fake name, right? He was he was uh, Perry's dad. So was Perry, or Clayton Perry, was, was Perry his last name? Clayton Perry. Perry was his last name. Um, from the letters, though, you were reading, Spark, you're thinking about it, perhaps, and you look back at the letters. You do note that somewhere in the letters, he mentions that his mother's maiden name was Perry, and she should go by that. Ah, so she changed her name. That's kind of dumb, not changing your name when you're trying to hide. It's like, Skywalker. Like what? Nothing. It's like somebody being named Skywalker and everybody's looking for Skywalker and you keep your last name Skywalker. Are you still awake? Sense. I thought you went to bed. I, I'm in bed. I'm just yelling out <laughs> <laughs> yelling yelling out down looking up names across the phone the book and I keep hearing all these voices in Man, my up, Perry. Oh, crazy. I'm hearing Sorry. voices. Jeez, these walls are thin. <laughs> they are very thin, but <laughs> yes. It's like there's wallpaper and more wallpaper, and there might be something in between. All right, so everybody's, anybody doing anything else other than eating, sleeping, and Jeff's looking something up in the phone book? I'll just ask the... Oh, um, Jimmy. I'll ask the person at the hotel desk if uh, they know where I can get a bottle of hooch. Gives you a wink and says, what you looking for? Ah, well, depends on what's available. A couple of bottles of something for me and my uh, my roommate. Nods at you, says, got what you want. Come on back. and Escorts you behind the desk, takes a look and just goes and turns the sign that says closed. And in behind, <laughs> there's, uh, there's cigarettes and just the usual things they have on the counter for sale out front. Uh, but then opens up, slides out a drawer, moves it to the side, and there's like, you know, scotch, whiskey, not scotch, but whiskey, gin, 
I don't know what. Yeah, I get a grab grab a couple of bottles of uh grab a couple of bottles of whiskey. Okay. And uh, and a carton of cigarettes. Okay. Gives you the price you pay. Blah blah. It's yeah. a little excessive, but uh, where you are, what you're looking for is pretty good. So that's fine. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that'll take it up to the room. Say, hey, Stanley, I hope you like whiskey. Whiskey's good. <clears throat> well, here you go. I got you a bottle. Oh, thank you. Smoke? Uh, not too much. Usually uh, I uh, usually I just keep one of those in case it was going down where, uh, you know, the risk of fumes or something, you know. Mm-hmm. That can help with the help you detect some of them. You got a really good look at those uh, artifacts earlier, yeah. I did, I did. Of course, uh, not as good as I would have liked. How valuable do you I think they if are? There's some. Jeez, oh, I. I mean, Doctor Brody says they're with alien the... artifacts, and you know, we've seen some aliens, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, aliens. Uh... <clears throat> I don't think you actually remember that, do you, Stanley? I think you. Uh... No, doesn't know. That's vaguely. <laughs> you remember being it was told fever, fever dreams. Fever remember dreams. they bashed your head in. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but just the way the, uh, just the way that the, the metal. Some some kind of copper analog was interacting with the the rock itself. That's uh kind of unique. Um, hmm. I I would say I'd say priceless in that uh, you know someone would probably buy them off of you for five bucks, and <laughs> someone else would probably you know sell you the firstborn son or something for them. Like it's some something like that you there's no there's no market price gotcha they're funky though hopefully there's some uh hopefully there's some academics preferably geologists that i can uh get in touch with in uh where we headed tallahassee we're in tallahassee oh I would have thought this road trip would go forever. You need, you definitely need more whiskey, Stanley. Drink up. Possibly, possibly. Cheers. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, uh, get a second opinion, a second uh, professional rock opinion on the rocks. Hmm. Who's in whose room? I know you two are together, Stanley and John. Yeah, Percy, Jimmy, and Doctor Brody. Oh yeah, I trust Brody. I trust John with my life. He's a he's a good sort. Very very trustworthy. I uh, I expect him to take care of me. Okay, who's, no, who's we in? Had, uh, we had three rooms, in? so yeah. either somebody's so who, in with me, or you two are in together, and I'm alone. I assume John and Stanley were together. Um, Right. Percy, Jimmy, you, Dr. Brody, I just need to know who's in whose room. I'll stay with Percy unless he objects. Okay, so I'm, all, I'm in my own room. Okay. 
You weren't supposed to hear that dice roll. That's how you know Dr. I didn't hear the dice leader, roll. Because he's got his own room. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I leaned down and did that. So. Oh, I didn't notice. All right. After so, a while, this every- just sounds like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are you're back from your meal, I assume. Everybody's kipping out for the night. Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing something yeah, definitely. else. Stanley and I will get pretty drunk. Okay. You guys get get pretty loaded and eventually you both drift off into sleep. Um Percy and Jeff, could you make a spot uh, not a spot and a listen roll, please? Oh, five. I rolled that. Which I'm assuming is, is better than my listen, which is 50. It's an extreme. Wow. You hear somebody fiddling with your doorknob in the middle of the night, Percy. You hear it first. Jeff hears it, or sorry, Jimmy hears it almost immediately afterwards. Um, Jimmy, you just, you're just sleeping. You hear some kind of noise. That you, you First, you think it's like the wind knocking the blinds against the wall or something against the window frame mm-hmm. but percy you absolutely hear that somebody is fiddling with the door handle oh i'm i'm gonna fetch my shooting stick and um i'm gonna go over creep over to the door and stand behind it poised with the blunt end ready okay um Jimmy, do I see him do that? You, you, after you, you sense him. You can tell he's up in the darkness of the room because there's light coming in through the blinds a little bit. You see him get up and stand on the other side of the door, or not, or beside the door, like he described. What are you doing? Is someone fiddling with my knob? Is someone out there? And you hear scratching like something's going on, like with the lock. Get ready. I have my rifle under my bed. So without mm-hmm. getting out of bed, I'm going to try to like reach over and see if I can grab it. We're all dexterity. It's dark. Yeah, I didn't really plan on using it, but 40 is. But you didn't fast. plan on using a rifle in the hotel? No. <laughs> I wanted it near, but I didn't think I'd need it in the hotel. Yeah, I passed. Okay, you you get it. Whoa, Jeff! He just disappeared. He did. He just vanished into the bookshelf. Um, bang, bang, bang! You get it. <laughs> what happened, Percy? You uh, you do get it in time. I'll wait for him. <laughs> it is like Doctor Who. <laughs> I think I think Percy's half Tindalos. Yeah. <laughs> he, right. he emerged from the corner of that room. <laughs> I just went out and got a prop. Uh, and oh. it only it only shows up if I hold it in front of my face. Because <laughs> if I move it, it disappears. <laughs> Back into the it other parallel universe. Yeah, it's <laughs> I keep buying things from parallel dimensions and you get grifted. They all come from Chinese parallel dimensions. 
<laughs> the rubbish. Look, you can see another dimension through it's it. It's like romper room. You can see through it. <laughs> All right. As you are standing there, and as Jimmy is sitting with your rifle poised in your bed, my poised, trans-dimensional <laughs> shooting stick. <laughs> the door, the latch, the doorknob latch comes undone, and the door opens, and in steps somebody in dark clothing. It's a leather, you, you can tell it's a leather jacket, say, like the light reflecting off the Oh, a leather jacket, is it? And he's got in his hands a wrench. Some sort of bloody rockabilly hoodlum. Friendly neighborhood mechanic. Oh. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to hit him over the, um, uh, over the wrist. Of the hand that's holding the wrench. Roll to hit. I do a lot of brawling with this character. About to see why. <laughs> that's a um, oh, that's a regular hit. Well, just a regular hit. Okay, roll, roll damage. Um, which is 1d8 damage plus my um, damage bonus, which you would think at this point would be negative, but it's actually zero. Um, oh, I do not terribly healthy two points of damage. It's enough to knock the wrench. Not as like, strong as I used to be. Yeah, it doesn't break his arm. It hits the leather of the jacket, hurts. You know, he... He doesn't drop the wrench, but he sort of twists backwards like he's been hit. Um, no, like he, he has been hit. Uh, and he yells out, um, stumbles backward, and then he jumps into the room. He swings wildly. Does not connect with you. He hits unless you... you know, so you don't have to worry about making a dexterity roll. However, he does connect with the door, and there's a it wrench actually hits the da and damages the wood of the wall. Bam! And everybody else, uh, roll a listen. Do you want a penalty die on that? For, uh... Yes. <laughs> Just mm. tell me how close you are to success, and I'll tell I, you. I'm I'm 99, so I'm apparently asleep. You're out. That is Even an 85. I am enjoying my hooch. With the um, penalty die, I missed it by one. All right. Do you want to lock it, or do you want to? Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> I, I only have eleven out. points of luck left. <laughs> All right. You guys are out like a light. Um, he he swings and misses you, Percy. He hits the wall. <clears throat> Jimmy, do you do anything? You just. What's the light situation? Is there like a table next to me that I could flip on a little light, or is the switch like by the door? There's a table between the two beds, which is to your right. Uh, well, I, I didn't actually ask which bed you're in. I'm going to assume you're the one farthest right. away from the door. Sure. Um, it's to your right. You can, you can while this is happening, turn on the light if you wish. Yeah, but, that's, what, that's um, what I'll do. You'll lose your advantage. Okay, light goes on. Guy with a, he looks like, boy, like a rough and tumble kind of young fellow. Maybe he's like 25. He's got 
his hair is kind of wild and greasy and he's got a leather jacket and a t-shirt and now he's, he's holding his wrist like this he's hit the wall but he's still holding he grabs his wrist because he's been hit um he's kind of wild-eyed no he looks frightened now because he's your rifle right away yeah i'm gonna unless percy, percy wants to jump ahead of me i'm just gonna yell him to freeze don't move Okay, you can yell that. You can yell that immediately. That's not a. That doesn't require an action. Uh, Percy, are you doing anything else? Are you going to bop him again, or are you going to? Uh... I've sort of withdrawn into a defensive position at the moment. Okay. Worried that he's going to flail that big, heavy wrench at me. Well, he see, he sees the rifle, and he sees you with your shooting stick, and he has he sort of he hesitates. He says. Give it to me. Give it to me. He waved. He, now he's. Well, actually, it's this. Whatever. You hit this arm. So he's left handed. He's give it to me. And he's waving the wrench. Well, again, you want me and to give it to you again? But he's looking at the rifle and he's kind of hesitant because. He... But there's a kind of a, a wild look in his eyes. You want me to give it to you? I'll, I'll give it to you, young man. I'll... Maybe he's been listening to jazz or touching the reefer or something. Oh. Mess with that stuff. Turns you a bit musical. I'll I'll yell at him to, to drop the wrench and Percy hit him again. Well, he's he's gonna jump back. <laughs> and he jumps back out of the doorway and he says, We'll be back. And he starts running. I swing at him as he's jumping out of the door. Go for it. 98. <laughs> you hit the wall in the same spot. In fact, now your shooting stick is embedded in a previously dented wall that is now damaged. Oh, awesome. I still didn't wake up. <laughs> was, was drywall a thing in the 1920s? No. Uh, laughing blaster. Horsehair laughing mm. blaster. Yeah. Okay. Up in one of those houses. Uh, if possible, I'll, I'll jump out of bed and try to run after him. Not with the intent so much to catch him, but just to see where he's running to. And he, and he said, we. So I'm wondering if there's other people in the hallway. Is he running to a car that's running? He's running, um, actually, to the left, away from the hotel, away from the, the diner, into sort of the highway like there's there's a there's a little street light out front he's running towards the darkness between the street lights like geez yeah, there's some noisy people in this hotel are you gonna chase him jimmy or are you just gonna kind of um, are you gonna give chase or are you just gonna give up <laughs> that should be a t-shirt give chase or give up <laughs> He said, he said we, I'm assuming I'm by myself because Percy, are you following or no? Percy's probably yanking the stick out of the wall. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm, st I'm still busy on the stick. Yeah. He's yeah. been doing that all night. He's <laughs> yanking on his stick after someone was rattling with his knob. Sort of... All night. Dirty-minded little scum. So I realize I'm totally alone and he just ran into the dark and I can't see too well. So I'm just going to hold my ground and listen for a car, at least. You do hear a car start, 
um, truck, a pickup truck. And uh, you hear a door open, or a door shut, really. And then uh, in the distance, you can see a truck beetling off down the way you came uh, through the, 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 the next street lights, uh, lights and off up the highway. Okay. Didn't, did we all, we each got a good look at him, right? It wasn't one of the thugs from uh, Mr. Deerworth. He, he wasn't a professor. The, the thugs that Deerworth had with him, the heavies, they were in suits. Yeah. Not great suits, yeah. you know, but they were suits and they were a little bit threadbare in the elbows, but the, they were, you know, collars a little misshit, but they were still wearing nice clothing. This guy is like a mechanic off duty kind of kid. Looking. Yeah. Okay. But he's wild eyed. I mean, it's the one thing you notice his eyes are kind of red rimmed around the eye, eyelids, around the, the, the eyes themselves. All right. I'll make my way back in to check on Percy. Okay. You're in. Percy, you've got your stick free of the wall. Oh, thank goodness. I was rather attached to that, you know. Nice shot. It's a shame we couldn't get the bugger. Um, Dr. Brody, you hear talking now. I'll just say, let's just... Well, the so amount of talking that's going on, yeah, the yelling, you, you start to wake up. I'll, I'll let you other get you guys have to actually make listen rolls if you want to try to wake up, because uh, otherwise you're just on talk to you're just irritated if you hear something right now. I, I get up and I look out the window and I see Jimmy. Yeah, Jim, you see Jimmy returning with his rifle in his hands. I open up the door. Jimmy, what's up? Somebody just tried to break into our room and attack us. He said he was looking for something. He wasn't specific. One of those thugs from this afternoon? No, that's just some local kid. Some, some guy with a wrench looked like a... The hell was he looking for? Mechanic. I don't know. Unless I don't know. How did he find us? Unless it was just just some guy cash. looking for money for for drugs, maybe. Could be. That's a weird coincidence, though. I would say we should probably at least be on a more watchful lookout. Maybe. We always keep assuming that nobody's following us, and every time somebody finds us, so. If somebody's following us, then they've got to have some way of finding us. I don't get it. I mean, if they wanted to, if they wanted us, they could just come in and kill us all and take it. It's like some weird cat and mouse game. They're like cats just playing with their food. Where why don't they just get it over with? Take it, you know. Ah. Uh. Take these things out and drop them in the Okefenokee Swamp. That's what I was going to say. We just drove through four hours of no man's land. Feed them to an alligator. We could have just buried it at a mile marker, at least temporarily. Mm. Just flung it out into the swamp. It's a billion to one chance that anybody could ever find it again. What What is our town like right now, Sean? Are we like in the middle of a suburban town kind of thing or are we on the outskirts or you're on the outskirts of Tallahassee city limits um just as it starts to become the city itself uh truck stop motel a couple diner maybe a diner down the way another gas station uh you're not quite in the city yet and this is a main main-ish highway uh 
outskirts. So he what said, think? "What do you think? What if you what if you gave me one of them right now, and I just drive it out into a swamp? I note the mile marker. I walk fifty paces into the swamp, bury it, and just come right back. We keep the one." Hmm. I like the idea, and I'm afraid of the idea too. He might just be waiting for us to do something stupid like that. Um, I'm looking at where I where you are, and actually, they're they're just. As, as you're mentioning this, Jimmy, there actually is a really large wetland um, south of where you are, across the other side of the uh, the gas the state of the gas station, the truck stop place. Just you they, know, they use the term "we." Yeah, the guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not just a random guy then looking for cash. He said "we." Is this one of the cultists? How did no, they have, find this? We have this? no way of knowing that. It's just he could have just been looking for cash, and he had somebody waiting in the car to drive to get away. There's just no way to tell. The question is: is just do we keep them together and risk losing both of them? I mean, if Percy didn't wake me up, there's a very good chance they could have just walked out of the room with those things. I mean, you know, where, where's the risk more? Are we risking it more by somebody breaking in and stealing them from us? Killing us maybe just to get them? I mean, he could have smothered Percy in his sleep. Oh, I see. Or do we split them up and, you know, nobody knows where the one is. Only I would know where the one is. So you'd have to torture me in order to get it out of me. What if we stuck it in the mail? Okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> All right, good night. We'll think about you it. You guys are tired. It's like two in the morning. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like right now, I'm under the cover of night, and no, you know. It's up to you, Doctor Brody. If you don't want me to do it, I won't. Hmm. Not tonight. Okay. But we'll think it's not a bad idea. All right. Good night. Okay. Is that it then? Yeah. Okay. You lock your doors, you go back to bed. No issues till morning. You wake up in the morning. Not at, not till morning, I mean. Morning comes, you wake up, wash, do whatever the heck you do. Um I assume you're gonna Probably get some food, maybe, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, you're back on the highway, I guess. What are you going to do from here? Though? Uh, library, first thing. See if I can find a, uh, any kind of listing for Dr. Clayton to PC. All right, so you're going to the library. It's um, There is a library a branch in this. These parishes in Tallahassee? I'm sure they do. Maybe. Uh, ward. Uh, there is a library near, relatively close to where you are, um, in the, farther in the city, but to the north. Uh, 
easy enough to find on a map and uh, it opens at nine o'clock in the morning. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. So Are it's you after all breakfast. going in or yeah, it's after, well, you've had, I'm assuming you had your breakfast first and you drove a little bit and asked directions, check out. Is everybody going to the library or anybody doing other things? Um, let's see. Check your message, Percy. Hmm. I'm not a library kind of guy, but I don't know what, what needs being done. I am of the opinion that uh, I should visit one of the colleges around here. Might be one. Should be one. It's the capital of Florida. Yep. But uh, and uh, see what their see what the geology guys can make of one of the samples here. Okay. All right. That's that's. Oh yeah. So you could take one of the one of the stones. Yeah, I'll take I'll take one of the rocks. Go to. uh, Oh, while I'm Florida, Florida State. Uh, Jimmy or Jimmy needs to go with you if that's the case. I'll I'll go with Stanley. I'll keep an eye on him. Make sure he's all right. Uh yeah no uh, Jimmy or uh, or Percy both both of them. All right. I thought you guys were going to the library. Yeah, well, uh, you have no real vested interest in our uh, campaign, if you will, uh, and you keep talking about how valuable you think these things are, uh, so I'm not going to let you guys walk off with one of them all by yourself. Sorry. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> hey, I just want to see uh, if we can actually get a reading on the hardness of this thing and whether or not it's radioactive. Jimmy, you willing to go? Because you know, if it's if it's radioactive, we should probably uh, wrap it in a little bit more than these boxes. Maybe. I'm not uh, not of the habit of ingesting radium. Sure, I'll go wherever. Yep. All right. You Have and you Jimmy seen the pictures of those. Uh, the, the watchmakers, the, the painters. Yeah. The oh, blue. man. Licking their tongues with the. Yeah, they make, uh, make British dentistry look uh, normal by comparison. All right. So I'll go All to right. the library. You go to the library. Um, uh, Stanley and John and Jimmy, are you three going to, the univer- to college or are you, are you, John, you doing something else? No, I'll go. I'll uh, also go with them. Me, Stanley, Jimmy. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Just. Per- Sorry. Percy, not uh, out of the library. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, who's uh, so? I guess you're leaving the two of them at the library, and the three of you are driving. Then that's the way you're going to have to do it. Um, Percy, uh, and Dr. Brody. What do you where What are you going to search? Where are you going to search? I mean, not, you don't have to give me like you know like exact details, but um, what? Well, I want to see if there's any registry things. for uh, for uh, you know uh, doctors, um, specifically 
Clayton Debussy or something similar that might be, you know, he's using a fake name. Okay. Um, absolutely. There is a registry, American Medical Association books in the reference section for the year of, and there are registered doctors for the state. So okay. you can, you can go and you can find it for any years you want. Uh, but roll your library skill. I guess you have something like that. You can roll and see how difficult it is. Chimney Christmas 96. It'll just take you a while. It's, it's not, I mean, you're looking up a name. It's just a matter of finding the right books. Percy, are you assist, you're assisting in this or are you doing something different? Um, I, I, shall, I shall assist in that. I'm, I'm also um, keeping an eye out for any other uh, doctors who, who seem to have the names of uh, classical composers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, this, it'll take you guys a couple of hours of searching, but I'll, uh, could you do you have a library skill as well, Percy? I do indeed. Yes, I have quite, quite good. 60. Claude the Juicy. <laughs> now I've rolled an eight on a library mm. use roll. Nice. Oh, that speeds things up. Okay. The two of you, what you determined just, just with those reference materials is that there was absolutely a registered doctor, Clayton Debussy, and he was registered in Tallahassee, Florida, for the years leading up to uh, nine, two, uh, not 19, 1898-ish, I think there might around that time. Uh, there, he's registered as a doctor and there's an address and it's the same address. And as you proceed back, that same address has a Charles Debussy as the doctor prior to that time. There's an overlap at one point where they're both operating at the same location. So it, from just from that, it, your information, you, it appears to you that there is this, 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 this uh, Clayton Debussy was a doctor. And then round about the late 1800s, he is no longer registered as a doctor in Florida. And prior to that, it looks like at one point his father or someone with the same last name as him was a doctor at the same address as he was for a period of time as well together and then and then he went to canada and then he uh is there any modern uh registry for a doctor debussy no once it hits that date that he leaves you do not see his name again but you do have the address. so all we've learned is that he used to live here and then he left can we discern anything about his age you Based can imagine i mean you know within a couple of years yes you can see that he would be about 62 right now. 62. He's going to be around 62. We have no idea. We can, we can check out his original home. What's the chance? Unless it's an ancestral home. What do you think, Percy? What should we do? We, we we need to know. We need we, we need something more definite. I think. Well, crazy weird church. Debussy has the the last artifact. 
And the last artifact creates charisma, according to Adam. Fearsworth. What if he's become some sort of a crazy preacher? And that he's, you know, maybe his original intentions were good, but now he's got this artifact and he's using it to his advantage. Well, perhaps if we if we looked at the, the newspapers, they, they might um, give reports of um, tent shows and uh, yeah, revivals, um, the, the revivals and that sort of thing that. Uh, that could be going on in the immediate area. Although, my goodness, I imagine there are probably, <coughs> pardon me, quite a lot of them yeah. in this neck of the woods. But um, I, I think the best place to start would probably be the lo local newspapers. All right, and let's do that. Well, we probably have some newspapers here. Uh, yes. Excuse me, do you have, you have a newspaper section here? Just, oh, yes, yes. So we have a whole section of newspapers back to the late 1800s she's oh. got about four, 40 years worth of newspapers and clippings and they've been bound and there's a whole room full of them off to the side um, she don't, but uh, anyway you, I'll have to this has been a couple of hours I'll switch back to the other the other team okay. right now so John and Stanley and Jimmy you've arrived at this you did a little bit of you know calling first I'm assuming from a phone booth or something you yeah. do find a relatively close by uh, the, the off college from the main campus where they do um, metallurgical studies. Cool. All right. Walk in. You're in. Before you walk in, do we have any kind of backstory how we're going to explain this? Uh, I've been thinking on that. I, I, I think we could, I think I can pull this off. Okay. All right, you. I mean, it's it's a busy campus. It, it, there's still still students milling about. It's it's outside of regular school time, but there's still you know students working and things like that, doing research. Um, you go in. There's the, the standard metallurgical labs. There are um, uh, teachers' desks and teachers and wandering around. You can't really tell who's a teacher and who's an undergrad. And it's just there are a few older-looking fellows though with spectacles a bit of a growth and i i would have stopped at uh whatever would have um, constituted the front desk mm -hmm. well there's there's a there's a room with a uh, a young woman sitting at it uh, off to the side of the main door there's no actual front desk lobby kind of thing okay in this building kind of receptionisty secretary ish looking okay can i help you uh, hi, yeah, uh, I called on the phone. Uh, I had the uh, rare, the odd mineral sample that we needed to look at. Uh, oh, oh, oh I, I, I direct me I, to direct me to someone who's not busy, I guess. No, just just Doctor Hill. Doctor Hill's right right there. She points, and there's this okay fella. He's I, like, well, thank he's you very much. And he's covered in dust. He started talking to some student, pointing something, sending them off to go get something for him. All right. Yeah, I'll walk up can, to him. Can I, can I help you? Yes. Uh, uh, hi, uh, Dr. Hill? Yes. Yes, Dr. Hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I, I called uh, a little while ago. I've got a very odd mineral sample. Oh. Yes, yes. So you from the government? Is that the your state authorities or something, or what's or no different? No, nothing like that. Just uh, some <laughs> some kids some kids dug up uh, or, or claimed to have dug up uh, uh, an odd effect. Uh, the museums have looked at it. They claim it's fake. I want to. They called me up to get a uh, a look at it, see what materials made out of to confirm their suspicions. I'm run, running labs right now. What's your what's your name again? I'm sorry. What? Uh, Berkowitz. Berkowitz. Stanley. Yeah. Uh, I've done some okay. uh, done some geology work for uh, mining companies and that and such. So. Oh oh. I, oh, okay, I'm okay. I'm who they had on hand. Oh, okay. Where, where did you get your degree? I would uh, have been uh, Boston. <laughs> oh, oh, hoity-toity. Well, come with me. Come with me. That's, yeah, uh, so, put, sure, put, put sure. Lab. Here, I'll assign a student to assist you. Uh, oh, thank you. Student. He pulls some guy, pulls some young, young kids. Says here, help them, show them where things are. Just don't. Don't wreck anything, please. Just, just we, we, we haven't got our funding yet for the next year. Oh, certainly, certainly. I'll be, well, I'll be gentle with your equipment. He's fiddling. He's fiddling with equipment in the same room as you. He's doing something on his yeah. own, like preparing. I'll, I'll be gentle but, with uh, your stuff. Not so gentle with mine. Like, like I said, it's, it's a fake. So, just gotta figure what it's made out of. So, what are you right. trying to do? Just, just. Trying to break it or trying to damage so, it test its hardness or what? Color test? Screen. Screen. Streak test. Does it does it make a powder on concrete? No. No? Okay. Uh streak test is a failure. All right. Uh luster. That's well, obviously this pot's metallic, that pot's non-metallic, transparency, the uh jadeite. Similar. Jadeite is it's transparent. It, it, when light hits yeah. it, you can see that it's it has that kind of slightly glassy opalescent kind of right, weirdness right. to it. Um, let's see. Uh, hey, Doctor walks over. Is that a is that a magnet? You got a magnet yeah. over there. Here, hand me that. Thank you. Yep. What what's the student's name? What what's your name, kid? Davis. Oh. Nice to meet you, Davis. Nice to meet you. Uh is it magnetic? Right. Magnet sticks right to it. Like you, you don't even let go of the magnet, man. Like so you don't even have an opportunity to touch to the, it. To, it. to the, the quote unquote jadeite part? Yep. Ooh. Well that's interesting. So that's a plus. And it's difficult to remove. It's like not standard. It's difficult. okay. The doctor hears the clank and he comes over and says, what have you got there? What the, what is this? Well, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to figure that out. Well, he's very interested now and he pries off the magnet himself. And he says, just a second. He gets a little, he says, he says you want you got a, you got a Mose, you got a Mose test kit over there? Yes, of course. He pulls. Yeah, let's let's do that. I know it's I know it's hotter than uh, carbon steel. So, 
Well, he's he starts assisting you, and let's it's a fast forward. He's flabbergasted. This is not something. He he. But the where did you get? And he's like, but I, broken some twit broken words. some twit kids say they dug this up in uh, the Appalachians somewhere. So he's muttering, and he's like, just, this is impossible. This is and he's utterly utterly flabbergasted about it. Essentially, you're telling me you don't know any more than you came in, except it's really hard. Some kind of metal components, some kind of jade type top. Um, it did doesn't. The, what did the acid test do? Nothing. Just, just. Okay, completely non-reactive with the non-reactive. acid. Non-reactive. Yep. However, make well, us that's make goofy. a spot hidden. Spot okay. hidden. That is a very lucky tilted die. <laughs> the one, uh, my D10 the actual tens on it rolled off and was tilted it was a 90 so, so when i picked it up and rolled it again or a, it was a nine. 10. yeah we'll give you the so 10. now uh 15 you, for spot hidden you're watching it intently as you're doing all these tests and the thing that you notice the doctor doesn't necessarily notice but you notice yourself and you keep quiet about it is when you put the when the acid test is done it doesn't even look like the acid touched the object it's almost like it sort of rolled off like there was it just wasn't touching it super like uh, like water droplets on a hot skillet yeah and when the magnet was touching it and stuck right to it and you're looking and he's prying it off you almost swear you could see space between the magnet and the object huh that's it that's all you pull out of it it's that's all you pull from this is it's weird. It's hard. It's not something you've ever seen is before. The, uh, is shop. the copper bit conductive? Oh, you're going to attach yeah. electrodes to or it? Or try to. Oh. And the earth blows up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it blows up, we've succeeded in destroying it. <laughs> when you do that, mm-hmm. the object, you turn on the power. When you, tr- you start, I, I'm assuming it's got a potentiometer and you're like slowly dialing up the power. Low power hums. More power. There's sparks arcing across the outside of this huh. object. Not, it's not conducting. It's like the, it's arcing around it. And you dial it up a little more thinking, I'll oh, see where this can go. And the electrodes pop off of it and it goes, poof, shoots across the room, smashes into a table and breaks the guy's coffee cup. Like a bar of soap. And he jumps back. He goes, what huh. the hell have you brought into my lab? That is a good question. That is a good question, Doc. We should call the dean about this. We should bring the dean in. This is amazing. This is a find of the century. Uh, and he says, just, just stay here. And he says, just stay, stay here. We, we'll go get the dean. And he says, Davis, Davis, you, you, go, you go to the, the lounge. I'll go to the, the faculty offices and they both take off and they say stay here stay here and they vanish john jimmy do we have to book it do we, we might have to book it all right well let's book it then all right you're out the door you're at the car not a problem okay with, this place sucks anyway let's go to sears with the rock <laughs> with the rock yes i, I was going to ask you i <laughs> took it with you Okay, so let's just assume you're back in the car. Are you? Where are you heading? Are you heading? 
Gotta stop library it. Library or somewhere. Do Gotta we stop know at a store somewhere? What the okay. a department store? I need to pick something. Gotta come up. back and pick us up too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What What you thinking, John? Hmm. What are you thinking of picking up? Um, a shotgun. Did you hear a story Jimmy told us on the way over here about them breaking into their room last night? Oh yeah, yeah that's uh. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Back? Shot shotgun sounds appropriate. And why did you use your real name? I hate of the moment. <laughs> maybe that's maybe right. they I'm had using heard of his me. name too. My 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 pseudonym is Jimmy Berkowitz. Fair, fair. God, my wife's gonna kill me twice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fucker, you don't have to go home. <laughs> Get a new wife. You don't know my wife. Get a new wife. It's 1929. You can buy one on. Wait, not online. <laughs> the matter of a magazine. Okay. Uh, grocery department store, easy enough for you to find. They're all over the, like, there's stores. I mean, you're, you're in the main part of the city. There's, it's not like you're lacking for any ability to find any places you want to go to. So. <laughs> go to there um but i'll flip back to the other guys what are you guys doing now in the library you're looking at newspapers we're looking at newspapers to see if we can see any local crazy evangelical revival things that are going on that are bizarrely popular oh i was going to ask the librarian uh ma'am are you a church going woman do you oh i i i have been i'm not a christmas oh. and easter and so you haven't heard like of any big revivals going on lately? Oh, yes. Outside of the city, to the north, the north ways, the smaller towns. That's it's a big deal outside of the city. We're we're fairly modern here. This part of you know right. the schools and such. But yeah, so we're all we're all good Christians, but I mean, the, the revivalists they they tend to be on more of the outskirts of the city. I see. All right, thank you. And then we'll look through the, the yeah. Papers. How far back are you going? Like, are you looking nowadays? I, I don't I don't care about what happened a hundred years ago. I want to know what happens right now out there. If the preachers out yeah, there, like look, looking this. at the last few days or something. All right. See if we see a growing um, congregation of. Well, now back then, you know, right up until the 80s, newspapers did tend, you know full well, the Sunday newspapers did tend to have a big section about church gatherings and mm -hmm. things like that. There's always a church news section of the newspaper. I'll make a library roll again just to make it fair that you don't accidentally burn the place down. Oh, three. That's way better than 97. Okay. Percy, are you searching as well, or are you doing something else? Oh, I'll um, I'll unmute myself. Oh no, I'm unmuting. Um, Good thing you weren't singing or something. I will help him do what he is doing. Thank you, okay. and Thank I will you. do so with a warm and pleasant smile upon my face. And the hey-ho, the nonio in my heart. See, this is why I don't go to the library. All the singing. This happens all the time. <laughs> okay. Your, your efforts, you, you double on his efforts. And while he's su extremely successful in what he found, um, you are 
Oh, very good. And you're looking around, you're looking some more, and you're flipping and flopping between newspapers and such. And guy, you, Dr. Brody, you find uh, exactly what you, you do find that there has been a church movement. The largest revivalist movement in many years is occurring north of the city, generally in the, the vicinity of a town called Tilson. Tilson, it's, it's sort of southwest of Fargo, Georgia, on the border between Georgia and Florida. And it is a, uh, it's the history of it. You've got some people who are saying, oh, they're taking members away from the, the traditional churches. And then it, the usual, it's a big revivalist movement. There's a lot of members and they, uh, the, the leader of the movement is a man and his, uh, it's been around for a number of years, a former resident of Oklahoma, say claims. And his name is Daniel. Doesn't have a last name that they mention, but they do say Reverend, Reverend Daniel. Daniel. Yep, Reverend Daniel. All right. Okay. Um, Percy, though, um, could you make a library roll just for the, or did you already do? No, you didn't do one yet, did you? Well, if I mean, if you want me to make one, I'll, I'll make one for you, young man. Yes, you're helping. Sense. Yes, you're, you're assisting. Don't feel that you have to force me. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, well, I rolled a, um, a, a, a 46, which, which is a standard pass. Standard pass. You, you're, yes. Well, he's looking and you're looking, you're interested in things. You're flipping around different newspapers and you happen to stumble across um, a, a, a photograph of, it's, it's a historical edition, like the last 25 years. And it's, it's got some history of the the various activities and members of the community and such. I'm sorry, I shouldn't wave my hand so much on camera. No, and, no, by, uh, by all means do. I mean, it, it, and it, what you, it helps me to thing, stay focused on you. The one thing you stumble across <laughs> is a photo montage of, uh, I think it's not quite a montage, lodges, Masonic lodges of the Tallahassee area. And you're flipping and flipping. Oh, look at this. There's different lodge this, lodge that, lodge this. And the one thing that stands out is a photograph of the founder of Lodge 2271, Tallahassee. And it is a man. It's, it says, Brother Debussy. When, um, when, is this, when is this dated? 1875. Very old photograph. Oh, I see. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry back over to Dr. Brody. I mean, hurry in the relative time. But um, look, I don't, I, I don't know if this is of any interest to you, um, Doctor. But um, I've, um, I've I've just come across this. This this. Uh, Claims to be um, a, a photograph of, 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 of a Dr. Debussy. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's the chap you're looking for, but it's, it's quite an old photograph of some sort of Masonic dude. It was a Mason, 1875. Um, how old does he look in the picture? 30s. Are you asking me? I mean, I'm not, I'm not very good at judging. I'm, asking. I'm telling. I'm an 30s. old man. He, he, he just he looks like he's under 50 to me all right well then could that be his dad that's what you're guessing you saw another dr debussy in the uh medical records right 
which which specific um lodge was was this a photograph 2271 okay so we can find out where that is i have a magic remembering stick i have a book full of it i just look glanced at it you see unfortunately i've i've forgotten it in the in the time it took Start writing it down. Did you say two two one or two two nine? Uh-huh. See, I still haven't looked at my notes. I'm just trying to remember. I lost it in the thirty seconds since you said it again. Two two seven one. Yes, it is uh, Tallahassee two, two, Lodge two two seven one. Seven one. All right. And I found a thing on a a, a big revival that's that's growing. Uh, a Reverend Daniel. That's all that it says is Reverend Daniel. I don't know if that's him or not, but we could certainly find out. And now we know we've got this guy's picture. That's Daddy. Uh, we know what Clayton looks like. That's Son. So we're looking for an, a 62-year-old man who looks kind of like Daddy and kind of like Son. And that's not much to go on. People don't always look like their kids or their fathers. Well, it's it's, it's better than nothing, isn't it? Better than nothing. We can check out this uh, Reverend Daniel. It says they're going to have a a service um, the day after. Yeah. Sunday. So can, yeah, on it's Sunday. Friday, Sunday. Oh, two days. In the meantime, flash day after group. tomorrow. Yeah. You guys are at the uh, department store, whatever it was, hardware store place you wanted to go to? Sorry. Uh, just a department store. You buy a shotgun. Yep. Shotgun. It's it's just like modern Florida. You walk in, there's you just take one. <clears throat> do they have sawed off shotguns or do you have to get that done yourself? Uh, don't you don't 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 ask for a sawed off specifically. We could take care of that later. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. we'll take care of that later. You, you, you gotta do that story. You could buy a hacksaw it's, at the same time. Get a hacksaw. Yeah. No, I'll, yeah, I'll go get a hacksaw. You just buy a shotgun. Okay. Try good. to look less. Try to look less suspicious. You look. Uh, I don't know. What, what's wrong with the mention, way I look? Mention duck hunting. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> uh, so I'll make sure to ask him for the shotgun for killing the biggest ducks. Geese, yeah. Florida geese. There you go. Easy enough. Yeah, the Mossberg. Was it Mossberg? I can't remember. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Mossberg. Mossberg oh. wasn't around yet. No, no, no. The 20s maybe. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, a nice, a nice Remington. A Remington. There you go. Over under? No, just a Remington shotgun. Bam! You got. Bam! You got it. There's shells. There's no questions. You look like an upstanding person. You don't look like you're about to rob a bank that much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the nice thing everybody said to me all day. You're ready to go. You got shot. Anything else you guys are picking up on your way? Or? Just uh, Brody and uh, Percy, okay. I think, right? All right. You're all back together. I'll just fast forward. You are all, right. all back together. You've returned. We've told you're each ready. other what we know. Told each other what you know, I'm assuming. Um, Magnetic. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Bar soap. it seems it seems Junior was uh, at least 
somewhat truthful with us. These damn things seem nigh indestructible. Mm. And if they're magnetic, they might be giving off a signal that these cultists are following. Oh, shoot. I mean, didn't, a ask for a guy, didn't ask for a Geiger counter. Um, and you turned it into a radio by hooking it up. No, I'm just joking. Uh, and we the wrapped weird it in wire and hooked stuff. it up to know. the sink. God, the weird electrical stuff. Hopefully you didn't sign the signal to the crab people. Um, yeah, yeah. You're sharing, all the you're sharing all the information you found out today. I'm assuming yeah. you're the things you found. Um, do you read out your, the name of the that what you found out the doctor's the name of the doctor's uh, medical the address of his office that kind of thing? Um. Yeah. Sure. Jimmy, can you make a a remembering role? <laughs> idea a, role. An idea, idea role. role. I know. I'm I just. 2271. Oh, no. I mean, of the. of the um, That's the lodge. Oh, yes. That's the lodge number. <laughs> Jimmy, how'd you do? Pass. Pass. This number address sounds very familiar to you. Something that you have recently read. I'll just say that. I just take out my scrap piece of paper that I stuck in my pocket. Say, yep. Does it match that? It matches that, yes. What's that, Jimmy? I just looked them up in the phone book. It's the same address. This is the M. Mm -hmm. The BC. Must be his house. So, maybe well, let's go. Might as well. Yeah, let's see. We've also got this Reverend Daniel. Maybe we find out where he lives. Might be the same place. Yeah, well. <clears throat> what are we going to do if it's him? Break in, steal the object. Ask him politely to give us the magic rock so that we can do something horrible with it that preferably doesn't call down lobsters yeah, from space. That's, that's not a bad idea, except that it's the command rock. He could immediately tell us to go away and never come back, and we would apparently do it. Well, we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to show all of our cards, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? I think all we need to do is get a good look at him and see if he matches the pictures. And then we can talk about breaking into his house. Yeah. I'll need some time to scope it out anyway. I need to see what yeah. kind of windows he's got, all that stuff, you know? Maybe not even talk to him. I mean, except in with inane stuff. All right. Let's do it. So you're going to the house? Is that your plan? Mm -hmm. Go to the house or go to the church service? Well, I guess we can just go to the house. Church service is in two days. Church service isn't, isn't right. until Sunday. Today's Friday. Um, does somebody want to pretend to be like a salesman? Or, well, we don't have anything to sell. Um, Head trauma. Census taker? Two rocks. I could walk up and try and sell him medicinal <laughs> sell head him. trauma. Try to sell him a magical rock. 
you could sell them some of your um, uh, um, Ayurvedic health preparations. Okay. Don't well, it's just just a thought. I mean, do, can uh, you not? Do they not start teaching you to make them straight away? Or we could we could pretend to be Jehovah's Witnesses, but they exist yet. <laughs> I feel it's, like it's that's a, a good way to get shot. Yeah. It's an easy place to find. It's in a subdivision. Well, not a subdivision. Not a subdivision. It's a part of the, t of the city that is an older part of the city. And I'm assuming you're going to do a drive-by. You're going to park near and take a look. And as you do, sorry, I'm fast-forwarding you a little bit here, but you drive and you see a house. And it's a house that has like an addition built onto the side of it. And there's a sign out front and the sign is all weather beaten and the paint is chipping and you can just barely make out doctors C and D Debussy. Daniel Debussy. But it's it's a, the sign is weather beaten, and the lawn is unkept, the garden's overgrown. Um, mm. it's, it's there's no car. There's no car. There's Does a, it look like anyone's home? It, the, I mean, it's the middle of the day. You can't really see, but the, the blinds are open. You can. If you sit long enough, you see someone pass by a window. Could walk up and ask if, if uh, tell them that I'm looking for Reverend Daniel. And if this isn't Reverend Daniel, then it, they'll just say, there's nobody by that name. I'll walk away. If they say, oh, he's not here right now, we've got a connection. And if they say he's here, I can just say, oh, hello. I, uh, I was hoping to join your church, whatever, right? It is, by the way, the nicest house on the street. But okay. it's like the largest, the nicest. It's just not very well kept. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to walk up to the door. It's just got a nice way here. Knock at the door. All right, that takes a minute or two, and you hear you hear a voice inside, a younger voice saying something to someone else. Just a moment, yes, I'll be right back. And the door opens, and you see a young woman, and she's in a like a maid's outfit, and she's just drying her hands. She goes, "Yes, can I help you?" Uh, yes, I'm looking for Reverend Daniel. Does he live here? There's no Reverend Daniel here. There's only Ms. Debussy and myself. Okay, I must have the wrong number. Um, uh, is that Dr. Debussy? She looks special. What's Dr. Which, which Dr. Debussy? The, this Dr. Debussy senior passed away many years ago. And young doctor, don't mention young Dr. Debussy. Doctor. It upsets his mother. Dr. Clayton Debussy? Uh, don't mention it, 
it upsets it upsets his mother. All right, I can barely hear you. It, it, it don't mention Doctor Debussy Senior passed away many years ago. You sh and, and mentioning the younger, the son, Clayton, I wouldn't mention his name to Ms. Debussy. She gets very upset when she ta talks about her son. I see. I see. Well, I, I don't want to cause any problems. Um, do you, by chance, know where I can find him? Maybe you should talk to her. Maybe. Are you with? Are you with? Are you with the lodge? Are you with? Are you? She doesn't need any assistance. I, I know you're always trying to bring her food and such. She doesn't need anything. She's fine. She's she has her money. She has me. Um, are you with the lodge? You know, twenty uh, twenty two seventy one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But no, I mean. I'm I'm loosely associated with it, but um, I was actually just looking for uh, somebody that I, I I was hoping to make the acquaintance of. Uh, um, Clayton. She she steps outside and shuts the door. She goes, "Miss Debussy is the best person to speak to about this, but I will tell you now, she has not seen her son in twenty five years, and her I husband see. has died, and she's 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 very old. She's she's in her eighties now, um, and and you know the lodge is always sending gifts and food, and asking how she's doing and she's doing very well we appreciate all the efforts but she is very well to do she doesn't need assistance all right um and she hasn't seen him for 25 years all right thank you very much i, I don't need to bother her oh, thank you thank you and mm -hmm. we appreciate the gifts we appreciate the gifts but you don't need to send anything she's all, she i'm taking care of her as best i can and we'll we'll contact you if we ever need anything but all right truly, thank you all right, I'll do what I can. Thank you. Okay, she, she dries her hands again. She doesn't stop drying her hands right. nervously. She goes in the building and shuts the door. So I start walking back to the car, and I, I look at the car, and I'm just like, uh, I get back in the car. Well, no luck. This is the right house and the wrong house. This is his family house. His mother still lives here. His father's long passed away. She's old and decrepit, and she hasn't seen her son for 25 years. So huh. he hasn't been here. So now my, my guess is it's this Reverend Daniel. We'll have to check that out. So you ended it here, Tom? Yeah, that sounds like a good spot. Okay. Sounds like a good spot. I'm, I'm going to scope out that house and plan to, to rob the house. That's probably what... Uh... Well, I'm not sure that she. I would. They're there. Maybe that. Maybe wherever the Reverend is now living is the place. They might not, but you know, never hurts to look through there, see if you find anything. Maybe. Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Mick Swan, Ian Christensen, Brian Daly, and myself. We Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently playing four times a week, and we post on YouTube within a couple days of each episode. Uh, we also post the audio versions on iTunes and Podbean. We do not monetize our shows. The only shows that have ads are because we occasionally use copyrighted music. The music owners get the cash we don't. Our costs are almost entirely covered by our patrons. What's not covered comes out of our own pockets. By pledging just a few dollars a week, uh, I'm sorry, a few dollars a month, you're directly helping us defray costs and improve our show. Uh, tonight, we would like to mention a longtime patron, uh, 
I'm going to try to get this name right because it's Scottish Gaelic, but uh, I think it's uh, Suv, uh, who has increased his pledge uh, up to $10 a month, which is excellent, uh, to celebrate uh, this very show uh, that Sean Little uh, has put together for his trilogy. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Suv. So, if you enjoy our show and you'd like to also become a member of our uh, patrons, uh, visit our Patreon account, just a dollar to it. Uh, you can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the call of the Google game. Until next time, good luck and good game.